Hello everybody, this is the next episode of One Hour with Sati. Today, we are going to be talking about the last two parks of Disney, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. We'll be right back after this short break with this amazing song that you all have heard from last week from Islands of Adventure. And we are back, and in case if you were wondering where that song originally came from, that's the song that's currently used when you enter to Islands of Adventure theme park in Universal Orlando. So immersive, so beautiful. Check it out in person, and it will hype you up. So today, we are begin- we're going to be talking about the one and only Hollywood Studios, my personal favorite theme park, one of my uh, personal favorites, being with these two parks at my top two of all the Disney parks. And I gotta say, this park is pretty much like Hollywood, or excuse me, Universal Studios, where it's themed to writing movies and shows and all that. And this park is pretty much the same, except it's more family-friendly. So I'm going to be going throughout the park, and I'm going to be reviewing the rides and seeing and giving you my honest opinion about every single one of these. And there are like there's one ride that I never got to experience, or actually two of them, matter of fact. Um, and they are called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is a new dark ride that replaced the great movie ride, which was the honest well fun fact that's the was the last operating attraction and i never got to do rise of the resistance we had the chance to do rise of the resistance but we went the last time we went to hollywood studios is when or before covid began so and that was during the time where we missed the opportunity when we got there early in the morning and it was sold out for the day so that sucked but 
definitely, I would go back to Disney to do all the rides that I missed, and I mixed and I missed six total rides, which I'll mention later on. So, and yes, I mentioned two of them, and I also did mention missing, or I'll mention them right now. Matter of fact, so I missed. Um, let's see. There's Frozen. And then there's Mission Space at Epcot. And then the only ride that I didn't do in Magic Kingdom is the Carousel, which isn't really a big deal. Nothing too special about that. And then the two rides here. And then there's one more ride that I'll mention when I talk about Animal Kingdom. I'll mention that later. But right now, let's go around the park. And let's go from the left side from Hollywood Boulevard, which is the... Main Street USA type of deal, the port of entry, you name it, the entrance um, area. So going to Echo Lake, home of Star Tours, the adventures continue. That's the full name. Now, this ride is honestly really good. Now, I got to tell you, um, I like the the storylines. I like the way they changed the scenes up in those um in the certain moments during the ride. And it's one of those motion simulator rides that make you feel like you're actually in the spacecraft that they provide, giving you tours in the Star Wars universe. And I gotta tell you, it's one heck of a ride. You should definitely experience it and try to rewrite it multiple times to see if you get the different experiences from the movies themselves and goes to uh, popular places that you may know of popular planets check that out um and yeah that's the only um ride in the area but i did also see um there's this stunt show called that's themed to indiana jones and it's really good it's basically um reenacting the um scenes from the, the original movie with the, which is the lost ark and that my friends is a good show you should definitely check that out and moving on to the area what's called Grand Avenue and this part of the of the park is right before you enter Star Wars which I'll mention in a second and it's in, it's home to uh, Muppet Vision 3D now this is the 3D show would i consider it a ride i would say so you want and the reason is is because, um, see, here's the deal, okay? Even though it doesn't show, like, show times when it comes to, um, like, for example, Shrek 4D. I consider that a ride because the chairs move back and forth. And it's an ongoing thing, like 24-7 kind of thing. With Muppet Vision 3D, the seats don't move. You're not in a vehicle. It's a show. But it's um, I, I would actually consider this a ride because it has a wait time. It runs continuously and went through maintenance recently. So, so yeah, it's overall with this one, it's pretty good. It has a great story. And I like the way they incorporate with the animatronics of um, those two guys that are sitting in the balcony. I can't. I can't remember their names. I know one of them is Mr. Waldorf. Mr. Nestler or something? I don't remember. But anyways, that's cool how they did that. And I, and I like the way they incorporate the physical sets to the screen sets, which is the whole, um, the main attraction of that whole thing. That's where you're, that's where it's supposed to be. But that's enough about that. And... That's basically it. This is all area about um, of the Muppets. And as you enter from there, you head on over to Galaxy's Edge. Now, this area is one of the most immersive areas we'll see at Disney. If not the most. Now, it houses, again, I mentioned the Rise of the Resistance, which I never got to experience, but I would definitely want to do that. But I did get to ride the one, the only, the Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run. 
Now, it's very interactive. It's really good. It's basically like a game where you have to follow um, a, a certain ship that shows that that has like the cargo and all that that you're supposed to deliver from one place to another. And it has a good story to it. And it's been in between, I think, episode eight and nine. I think so. And yes, yeah, so it's really good. You should definitely check it out. And plus, you actually control the vehicle. Like, you get to shoot with the weapons provided. You get to fix the ship that if it gets damaged with buttons that light up. And there's two drivers. The one that goes up and down. The other goes left and right. Everybody has to work together. And they would get the most points. And stats if they... um If they... If, about how much they... um. I can't even talk about how much they damaged the ship and how many um, spacecrafts they destroyed with all the TIE fighters and bow TIE fighters and whatnot. But that's really good. You should, there's a lot of rides here you should definitely check out. And another immersive area is Toy Story Land. Now, it has houses three attractions Slinky Dog Dash, the roller coaster. Um, overall, it's a good ride. Definitely kid-friendly. It doesn't go too fast. It doesn't give you much airtime. Not much of a thrill-seeker kind of attraction, of course. None of these rides are. But, uh, well, most of them, matter of fact. Um, but this one right here is a definite good starter. I mean, it's the only coaster you'll see outside. And there's another one, which I'll mention later. And, uh... And you see with Slinky Dog Dash, this ride, um, it's pretty immersive. Not too immersive, though, with the queue. I mean, that's the main complaint about this one. You get to wait a long line when you're outside the entire time. Same thing with the Alien Swirling Saucers, which is a spinning teacup ride. Now, now with this one right here, this is a pretty good ride. It has good music and... It basically um, goes round and round and round, and you have this alien that um, drives in front of you, and you go, like, like if it makes a sharp turn, you go really sharp into that direction. I mean, if you see the videos, you, it's, it's easier to explain. And I like the way they put this all together, and it's just, it's just great. Um... And then, and then, and then the next area or ride is called Toy Story Mania. Now, this one has been there for a long time since like around two thousand eight, and this is basically a dark ride shooting ride, and this is the one that um is pretty simple. All you have to do is just aim your gun, and then you have to pull this um ball that sticks out and you shoot as fast as you can in whatever it is that you're um aiming with or weapons or whatever it is like rings balls darts anything and it's all in three if 40 too because it's very interactive so whoever gets the most points wins the whole thing and i like the way they did it and made it so interactive and it's just amazing and and i like the way they uh moved it the entrance from one area to another now moving on to animation courtyard i mean this is really just about the shows they have this great launch bay which i honestly the launch bay it does have a good some good um shows that that show like behinds and scenes and it has like this museum that or, or this exhibits that show um Star Wars stuff, the props, meet and greets. And we got to meet BB8 BB8 one time and you know, it's just okay. I mean, I thought I expected more honestly, but it's just not 
immersive enough, you know, it's not much to offer. Although it does keep you from standing outside all day, it, it is cool in there, but I didn't go in there last time because we've already done it. One and done. That's basically it. Now, moving on to the Sunset Boulevard, which is the last area, and this is where a couple of my favorite rides are located. Now, the first of the two is called Rock and Roller Coaster, and it's by Aerosmith. Now, this is the roller coaster that is the only one out of all the Disney roller coasters that go upside down. It is a thrilling ride. It feels like you're going fast, but it's actually around 50 miles per hour. So that's insane with how they did it. And overall, it's my first indoor coaster and backstory when I first experienced this I was okay in line I was doing well throughout the wait and then as soon as I like saw the launch in person I thought it was pretty cool but then it also scared me and as soon as I um, went into like the front gates where you actually bore into the coaster I was scared to death I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was shivering. And I was like, and we got this far and we waited so long. And that was the day when we did all four parks in one day. And so with that being said, I had my eyes closed the first time. It was pretty intense. The launch was scary at first. But then after rewriting it a couple more times... It's really good. I love it. I honestly kept my eyes open the last time I went and it I don't it does feel a bit rough though because of this roller coaster manufactured which is known to make really rough rides, which I won't get too much into because not many of y'all know about that. It's called Vacoma. You should check it there. Um you could look it up and see what they are known for. They're known for basically making most of the rough rides that you might know. But for those who don't, feel free to look up the coma. Um, and that's the manufacturer that makes most of these coasters anyway. So moving on, it's a great ride, very immersive, and great for Aerosmith. They, it's great. How they are incorporated with this. And um, and Tower of Terror, which is the last ride, will be mentioned. Now, here's the thing with this one. It does get pretty scary for little ones. I mean, of course, it doesn't doesn't scare me. But I like the storyline. I like the way the theming is immersive. And I like the drops. And it's very unique. Comparing to all the other drop tower, or excuse me, all the other Tower of Terror rides you'll see around the world. This is probably, and after looking at them on through YouTube, this is going to be my favorite one. Even though this is the only one I have experienced, I always watch um, roller coaster videos on YouTube. And it's just for making myself not feel so bored. But... But yes, it's it's just great. Overall, it's a good experience. You should definitely check it out if you're a thrill seeker. That's basically all the rides. Now, my overall view of the park, um, what am I what do I think about it? It is the smallest out of the four parks. I mean, think about it. This this park right here, even though it doesn't house a lot of rides, it does house a lot of shows. Now, they do, they do have uh, Fantasmic, they have Beauty and the Beast, they have um, Disney Junior, Frozen, for, or with Zing, Sing Along or whatever. They used to have American Idol, which was a good, good experience back then. Um, and then they used to have the uh, a Backlot Tour. I'm just looking at like all the sh- current shows and then I went to all the past attractions, which I could have 
which I've missed. And overall, this park is just great. A lot of people love this place because of the thrill-seeking attractions and the immersive theming for Star Wars. And another thing about Star Wars is that you get to create your own droids, which is pretty cool. You, it has like this um, remote control droids you can create and with different colors and all that. And then you can also create your own lightsaber, which is around 200 bucks. That would be nice to do if it was a bit cheaper. But, but you get the experience also and with like the backstories of all the Jedi and Sith having all of the those colors of the lightsabers and it's just great by looking at the videos I would definitely want to experience that if I have enough money so yes and in this park is the third youngest of the four parks and and what do I think about this I would say now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably my favorite. I mean, I also like Disney's Animal Kingdom more than Epcot. Epcot more than Magic Kingdom. I mean, all four. But I'm not saying that I don't like any of these parks. Heck no. They're all great. They're all immersive. They all have their own unique ways of entertaining kids and families and providing so much fun for every single one of these. And all of the fans. <laughs> And it's in Florida, too. So I get to experience that. And uh, that would be pretty much it about Hollywood Studios. Overall, amazing place. It does have a lot of closed attractions, though, like the great movie ride. Now, before I move on to the next segment, I would like to talk about the great movie ride a little bit. Because that's one of the few rides that I remember that I got to experience before it shut down. So I went like around, what is it, 2015, 2016, a year before it closed. It was pretty immersive with um, and showing great different movies and different scenes, famous stuff. And it's overall just good. And it's, it's, just, uh, it's just great. Overall, I wish you could experience it. The theming, it's immersive. It's great inside this uh, Chinese theater that you find in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, it's just a it's just a great ride. You, I mean, look it up and see for yourself. I mean, it's a, even though you won't experience it anymore, you could still virtually experience it if you have missed it. If you know what the great movie ride is, great! You experienced it. Bad news? It's gone forever, and it's replaced by another great good ride, and that's the Runaway Railway, which I wish I could experience, but I went before they opened. And so, and the original plan for this year for Disney trips is to go to Hollywood Studios twice, but plans changed. So that's that, and coming up next, we will be talking about the youngest out of the four parks, and one of my personal favorites, and I would definitely like to go back to. And this is probably, out of all the parks, this is probably the least visited. Now, I've gone to the other three more than I can remember. But with Animal Kingdom, the fewest. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You'll be hearing this hit song, so don't go away.
What is up, everybody? Welcome back to One Hour with Santi. In case if you're wondering what that song was, that was from Midnight Club 2, a video game. It's called Felix the Housecat, sequel to Sub. Check it out. It's very interesting. And if you want to keep hearing it over and over and over again, look it up on YouTube. So, this time is going to be the last of the Disney parks. We're going to be talking about the one and only, the legendary, unique park theme park Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now that's this is the youngest and last of the four Disney parks and of course it's themed to animals. Now this what makes this so unique is that this is the only Disney park that has animals in it. So overall this park is generally pretty much my second favorite. I mean it has great rides but to actually think about it there's not a lot of rides here but there's a lot of stuff to do there's so many exhibits so many walking trails and it's home to so many new things and it's very immersive with the theming and i like the way they incorporated the river that's surrounding discovery island which is the main hub of animal kingdom and it's it's very awesome just by looking at it. So the layout of the park is very similar to Magic Kingdom where you have this long straight um area or walkway where you uh go into like for example with Animal Kingdom you've witnessed the Tree of Life which is their icon and then at Magic Kingdom you have the castle right in front and it splits into different areas whichever area you want to go to so this park's uh main street usa is called the oasis now you do get to experience um animal exhibits when you first enter to the park now do keep in mind that this park is surrounded by trees so they hide the tree of life very well and they blend it in and it's very hidden, and overall, I just like that idea. And unlike all the other parks where you see rides, yes, in this one, when you're like far away, you see Mount Ever Expedition Everest, which I'll mention later, and some of Pandora, but that's it. The main boundaries are covered by trees from the parking lot. Now... What makes this park so great? The animals. Like I've mentioned, there's so many animals, so many unique stuff. And every single, almost every single area, you'll find animals that is located in their respective um, continents. Like, for example, you'll find African animals, find Asian animals. You'll, you'll find um, animals that are around the world, basically. And some that are extinct, some are endangered. And I gotta tell you, it's amazing. It's very immersive with this park, and no other park is like it, Disney wise. So, the Oasis is again very equivalent, and it's all covered by trees. So, you pick whichever side you want, left or right, and then once after you go to this walkway, you enter Discovery Island. Which you'll see the Tree of Life, which is the huge tree with animals and carved on it. Now that, my friends, is incredible. At first I thought it was real, but think again. Now, I'm going to be going from ride to ride. And this is easier to navigate than, of course, Hollywood Studios. Because of its circle-ish kind of layout. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, but the main attraction you'll find here is what I like to call, it's tough to be a bug. Now, here's the thing. I like the way they put the theater inside the Tree of Life. Yes, that Tree of Life houses an attraction. Same thing with Spaceship Earth. And fun fact, the Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios that's their icon, and that's the main, That's the attraction itself. As for this, there's an attraction in there also. So it's tough to be a bug. What do I think about it? 
It's torture. Torture to your kids. I gotta tell you. It does tell us a good story. It came... It's one of the original attractions. And... I do like the sculptural environment you'll see inside. I mean, once you look it up, you'll get the better idea. But I like how they made it so... Cavish looking. Like, there's... And, and it's like inside the roots. So it's basically inside the tree, of course. And I like the way they kept the uh, tree theme into this place. And it's indoors. Now, why do I say it's torture? It's because it's scary for little ones. Fun for adults. And last time, it was okay. I've, when I was younger, I didn't like it at all because it scared the heck out of me. With And spoiler, you will experience a very sharp sting. Like there's a moment where there's like a, some bees or wasp or whatever. They sting you and then you bam! You feel this pust of air. This, um, why did I say that? This gust of air. Into your back and it hurts a little bit. And then there's another part where it features spiders hanging down. Not close, but close enough. And those come out very hidden. And that's insane. And then they show Hopper animatronics. And that's could scare the little ones. And it has stink bugs. Which isn't really that scary. It's a, an effect that they use. They do really well with these things. But for kids, heck no. And then there's the moment where towards the end, there's the time where bugs will be out. And you'll feel the seats um, that, that they provide make it feel like there's bugs under your butt. Literally. I mean... If you experienced it, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm spoiling it all out. And I gotta say, it's definitely worth a skip. And they should definitely put a kid-friendly attraction in there. Or a different show. Something that's not 4D and, um, or 3D, whatever. And just not worth it. Don't spend your time too much on it. Unless you're adults. If you're kids, then guess what? Skip it! If you're into Bugs Life, you'll definitely enjoy this. But you don't know what to expect, so be aware of that. Now, we're going to be going from the left, from where you entered to the park. So we're going to the left, and there's the area, the newest area, that is so immersive. Now, I gotta tell you this. It houses two great attractions. And this whole area... Is well done. And it's called Pandora. The world of Avatar. Yes. It's home to my favorite attraction. A lot of people love this ride. Flight of Passage. Now. This is a 3D simulating ride. It's similar to Soren, Except this one. It's more intense. While Soren's much calmer. And you're hang gliding. This time, you feel like you're sitting on an actual banshee that, that that's uh, featured in the film. Now, you got to keep in mind, they do really well with this. It has, it's, the story is immersive, and they make it so, so real. And, spoiler alert, with those um, chambers that you sit in, I forgot what they're called. Well, they're link uh, chambers. That's what they're called. And once you sit down, like in this bike position, um, of course, there's this uh, backrest that comes out. And there's things that protect your feet from going out that stick out to keep your feet inside. And then once the ride starts, you feel the breathing. Like it's real. You actually feel the breathing. And then you go up and down. And then you feel like you're turning. Those individual chambers turn by themselves. And 
overall, it's really good. But when I first experienced this ride, I felt nervous for some reason. I was so hyped to ride this thing, but I don't know why, but I felt nervous just doing it. I don't know why. It's probably because, well, I know what I was expecting. I just didn't know how it would feel like, you know? But, um, and I thought when you rest your chest on this pad that they provide, I thought it was going to be more of a cushion, but it's hard, a bit uncomfortable. But if you're claustrophobic or in other words, fear tight spaces, I suggest you skip this. Now, I gotta say, I would definitely do it twice. Now... After my father rode it twice, once with me, once with my mother, um, he felt a little bit nauseous. Just a little bit. Would I consider doing this again? Heck yeah! And we went during COVID. So this past uh, year in, I think, September. Excuse me. And... Um, Overall, this is just a great ride. You should definitely check this out. The next attraction, well, this is really the first attraction you'll see when you get there. And the Flight of Passage is on the right side when you enter deep into the area from the bridge from Discovery Island. But to the left is the Navi River Journey. This ride is very immersive, especially kid-friendly. And it shows all of the Avatar or Pandora animals. And they have this great, um, I forgot her name. But there's this animatronic there that's following up with a song that's playing towards the end of the ride. And the music is just immersive. The ride is immersive. So beautiful. You should check it out. And it's a boat ride, but you don't get wet on this. They make it look so real, and it's just insanely incredible. Do it again? Yeah, if it has a short wait. We waited about 45 minutes for it. It was good. I mean, I like it. I like it. Um, And overall, Pandora, I mean, just looking at the area itself, it doesn't house any music, but, or play music. Why did I say it? But anyways, um, it has uh, those floating islands, which make it look like they're actually floating. That's pretty cool. And those water fountains, the plants that glow in the dark. And they, I didn't, I didn't experience, experience this in person. Man, I can't talk today. But with the floor at night, it actually lights up. It's really good. And I wish I could experience it itself. But when we went, they closed at 5. And we got there around... It's, well, they opened at 8, I believe. So we got there about an hour later. And then it was a bit of a short day. I wish they would close later that time. But it was insane with the time we had. But we did every, everything we could. That, But I missed one opportunity, which I'll mention later on. Um, the next, uh, right area we are traveling to is Africa. Now, of course, it's themed to Africa. It's very immersive, very well done, and it's home to their very own safari. Yes, it's the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Now, this is a long ride, and I gotta tell you, it's, it's really good. Um, it does give you... Good views of so many animals you'll see. And it's a very long ride. Probably about 20 minutes. Now do keep in mind that this ride does get rocky. Going back and forth, left to right. Now, you see so many animals. And fun fact, they keep um, animals at certain spots. And they put certain props. Like, for example, once you go to this... I um exhibit where the lions are they have they have like air conditioning they keep good track of those animals so they can stay in the spots so we can see them 
And plus, they also have, for certain animals, they have, like, food areas that they can get from. And then, of course, there's those uh, ostrich. I think those are ostrich eggs, if I recall correctly. Um that they that sometimes those birds sit on. I don't know. It's, a, it's some bird, of course. But it's just really good. It's um not too immersive on the theming, but it's just it is what it is. It's a safari. So what do you expect? It's a safari. But uh yeah, and it's really good. You should definitely check it out for your kids, but keep in mind if you're motion sickness, uh get a bag. If you want to see the animals, Get a bag if you want. But if you're not interested, skip it. But anyways, and then they have this um, exploration trail, which I never got to experience, sadly. Um, if we had time left over for waiting these long lines for some of these rides. I mean, it's just insane. But anyways, of course, it's home to more animals. You should definitely check that trail out. Um, I didn't. I personally didn't experience it, but but you'll find more monkey. You'll find the family of monkeys, gorillas, and you'll see hippos, sanboas from Kenya, and then there's zebras, meerkats, chimpanzees, mole rats, ogapis, tarantulas. Oh wow, spiders, and and there's an aviary aviary there. So that's really cool. You should de- I should definitely check that out soon as I when I go back. And this is currently the home of the good show, the Festival of the Lion King. Um so I've only experienced this one time and it was years and years ago. Back when they um did the what is it? They had like the show at where Pandora is currently. There's this area that used to be there. It's called Camp Mini Mickey. It's primarily just for meet and greets. And see what that show is all about. I don't even remember what it's all about. But it does feature Timon as like the great, as the host of the show or something like that. And it shows great aerobatic, acrobatics. Ah! Acrobats. And, you know, it's just overall immersive and it's really good. And then they have like four sections of people where they uh, represent each of the different animals. And that's, that was really good. You should definitely um, check it out once it reopens. Right now, the shows aren't uh, operating. And I forgot to mention about that with Hollywood Studios. And that goes for all the parks that um, have show times. I'm not sure about the, uh, well, wait time kind of shows, like 3Ds or whatever, they run continuously. And what I consider it's tough to be a bug ride, yes and no, because it has a wait time. It runs continuously. Same thing was with Mickey's Philhar Magic, which, by the way, it's a great show. I forgot, I forgot to mention about that. And then there's Muppet Vision, which is really good. And... I think I mentioned everything from what I know of. But this one, you should definitely check out. Um, And there's also a train ride. Now, this train takes you to Rafiki's Planet Watch. It's the only way to get there with this train. And here's the thing. This train makes you face sideways. So you're just facing, like, the... Like, you enter to this station, they're, like, directly right in front of you. And it's basically, like, on the left side. And all you can see are just trees. And there's a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff where they keep the animals um, situated at certain times. And then you see the station. And that's it. And uh, there's and it's it's okay. It's okay. I would definitely consider this a ride because technically you do need the full experience to get back. So would I recommend doing the train? If you want to do Rafiki's Planet Watch, absolutely. You should. You have to take that anyway. 
and it's not only it's the only and Rafiki's Planet Watch is the only area that's not connected. Now, after you get off the train, it features the conversation station, where it has certain animals, and like spiders and all that, and small. Um, there's there's like a wide variety, and it's I forgot what uh, I forgot what the um, animals are housed in there, but I'll definitely check it out once again. And then there's a petting zoo where it features the goats, sheep, cattle, pigs, donkeys, and alpacas. Yes, there's a petting zoo right there. The infection station uh, section is called the affection section. Now, would you do this? Yeah, as long as you wash your hands after. It's basically just a zoo. It's it's uh it's good. And and I missed it. But uh as you enter into deep into the Rafiki's Plant Watch area, there's different areas areas where you uh see different uh animals. Um and they have their own habitats. You should definitely check those out. And there's the tamarins. That's one of the animals where they could find him. And that's the f- first encounter you'll see as you enter Rafiki's Plant Watch from the station. But then you have to see them again once you get out and head back to the park. Now, moving on to the Asia, the next area. It's one of the expanded areas. And this is home to the legendary Expedition Everest. Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Yes. This ride. Obviously my one of my favorites. I would definitely do it over and over and over and over again. But I only did it one time. In this visit. And one other time seven years ago. So I've only ridden it twice in my life. Now... This ride goes forwards, it goes backwards, it has as many turns, it has a drop, it has a Disco Yeti. That was the main reason why I didn't want to go on it, because I was scared. I was scared of animatronics when I was younger. I hated those. And I wasn't into roller coasters at the time either. But now, look at me. I'm really into it. And I like the ride overall. It's amazing. And it's like everything's going smoothly. And you climb up once. And then there's this calm little section coaster area. And then you go to this big tall hill. Where you see the train going up. And then you hear the whistling. Which I don't know where that's coming from. But then once you reach to the top. Uh oh. The track is broken. How did that happen? Well, we go backwards. Then we go through this dark section. And then you come to a stop and you'll see the Yeti uh, break the track. Yeah, I forgot all the other ride layouts. But this one's more uh, iconic. Um, But anyways, after that happens and it swings off, you go to the drop, which is the main drop you see um, from this ride. Now, do keep in mind, the only time you'll see the ride in action is when the train goes up from that huge lift hill that makes the train sound. And when it drops out of the tunnel that's provided there and goes to the right from your point of view. And overall, it's just amazing. You got to try this out. Especially if you're a thrill seeker. This is a definite thrill seeker attraction. Now, the next ride, I will say, definitely not the best rapids ride you'll see. It's called Cali River Rapids. Now, here's the thing about this. The only exciting thing about this ride is that there's like this little sec- section where... um. 
you go to like this truck and then it looks like it's burning up and all that. And I was like, oh no, what's going on? And then there's a drop. That's the main uh, excitement moment right there. And it's basically just a tame Cali River Rapids ride. Nothing like um, Dudley Do-Right from Islands of Adventure or Congo River Rapids at um, Bush Gardens. And nothing like Infinity Falls from SeaWorld. This one right here is kid-friendly. Even kids under 40 inches can ride it. And plus, they have to provide a wristband so they have special harnesses for them. And it's a short ride. It's definitely not worth the wait for 25 minutes. I suggest doing it when it's um, like 10 minutes or something. Now, here's the thing with that. Originally, it was going to be a much longer ride, but due to budget cuts, this is what I came up with. They could have done a much better job with this. I mean, I personally just like it because I don't get too wet on it, but overall, it's just okay. It's just okay. Not too immersive with the theming. It doesn't live up to the Disney uh, hype that I'm looking for. And it's also home to a show called Up. And it, it used to be Wonders of Life where it shows many birds. And it's really cool. As for this show, it does, does the same thing with the bird show and all that. Except it's themed to Up. A great movie. Now. I'll mention about. Rivers of Light in a second. Because it also houses one section. Of seats. Where you can watch. Their former night time spectacular. Now. Moving on to Dino Land USA. Here's the thing about this. This. Is Mediocre. This area, let me tell you more about that. But the only thing that's not mediocre about this area is the one and only Dinosaur. It's a dark thrill ride. I never got to experience this. This is the only ride I had a chance to do. But due to us riding Kilimanjaro Safaris instead of dinosaur which i honestly wanted to do and this is the only ride in this park that i didn't do how upsetting yes i'm definitely going back just to do this and all the other rides that i've mentioned before that i missed dinosaur hands down i've seen it on video looks like a really good ride this is the only good part about this area now, as for everything else, it has a carnival section. I mean, why would Animal Kingdom have an area that's carnival themed that's looking like it's placed on top of a parking lot? Why is that? Well, I don't know. It's to keep it cheap, I guess. I mean, they have this um, Triceratops spin ride, which is okay. But I would personally get rid of that and replace it with something much better than this. And then there used to be two coasters that form the one and only Primeval World. It's currently closed for good. Now, I did get to experience this. It's nothing special. It's too cartoonish. And that that area right there is just so mediocre. I suggest you, if you're, I mean, you can see it. You can wait for the tri Triceratops spin if you want it for your kids. But... I suggest skipping it, too, because it's not worth seeing. They need a definite uh, revamp in this area. And overall, just terrible. 
doesn't live to Disney quality like I like it. Unlike the rest of the park. They make it so junky. So bad. Completely terrible. Next. Um, and it also uh, features another section of Rivers of Light. Which honestly was... Well, here's the thing. Background real quick. It was a nighttime spectacular that featured water fountains, those floating um, lily pads, and then there was this one giant one, and the music, my goodness, it was incredible. It features mist screens, which are those um, mist, um, mists that come out from the ground, and then they project it and showed screening and whatever it is. It's really good. I mean, you, if you can definitely look it up, but look up the original Rivers of Light, not the one that involves We Are One. And it only lasted like a couple of years. So, I mean, I wish it was still here. I wish we could see it again. But the music from the original show, check out the original one. The music, it's so beautiful. It makes me tear up. I can actually see choreography into this. Not just with the um, floating lotuses, which is what they call it, and uh, the different floats they have there. Just like actual dancing. I can actually see it. It's like so uh, peaceful to listen to. I miss it. I would definitely see it again if I have to. And... It will be forever missed, and a lot of people enjoyed it. Now, going back to Dinoland USA, there was this. There's this show that's themed to Finding Nemo, and it's the musical, right? Well, guess what? Skip that show. Here's the thing. You want to know why? They have fish puppets. They actually have people. Holding, um, the act, the main, uh, props. And they make Nemo sound like a girl. Why would they do that? I don't know. It's like, why not have a kid do it or something? I suggest you skip this. Even though the the movie is amazing, by the way. But I suggest you don't waste your time looking at this show even though it does provide um air conditioning but your kids will definitely enjoy it they don't they probably won't care at all about um how bad the show is all they would probably care about is the the um the fish that they see and overall it's just terrible i mean they should put something better I don't know. I don't know. But they should probably add like another coaster in that's themed to dinosaurs. Oh, Velocicoaster, right? Except not too extreme like that. Think about that. But uh, yeah, so that's all the uh, attractions that are here. Now, the thing to... Now, here's a fun fact about Animal Kingdom. For the past like decade, after like as soon as it opened, like for over what... 10 years or something, like 15, they um closed earlier. They closed very early, like before the sun went down. Like other parks would close like at 8 to 10, while Animal Kingdom would probably close like around 6 or 7. Sometimes even before the sun goes down. And, uh, but now, through the evening, you get to experience... Um, Animal Kingdom at night, and if you have the chance, you will definitely see the Tree of Life light up, and they show different projections on it. There's, um, and they show it, like, what, every 30 minutes or something? I think it's every 30 minutes, and this is something you should definitely check out if you have nothing else to do. And if you just want to sit down and hang out and see the tree itself, 
it's just amazing. I've I see uh, I saw it on video, and overall, the Tree of Life Awakenings is what the name is, and they show different stories of different animals that appear from the carvings. They make it look so real, and overall, it's just great. You should definitely check it out in person. So, what do I overall think of Disney? I really like it. I do not like the shows from Disney. I like the movies, most of them, but with the with all the rides here, it lives to the theme for most of them. Would you come to Disney? Absolutely. But I do not agree with what they're doing. Like for example, taking away annual passes. Now it's all over the news that. Um, Disney World is taking away annual passes, just certain day tickets. I have no idea why they would do that. As for Universal, on the other hand, they're providing discounts for annual passes. They try to get people to come. It's like, Disney? Are you liberal? Sounds like a democratic thing to me. Honestly, I mean, I'm anti-democratic. Sorry for being so political on that, but that's just the way I see it. But, uh... But, yeah, overall, Disney is a wonderful place. Kids will enjoy it. Recommend... I will recommend definitely going during COVID because low crowds. But if once it goes back to normal, guess what? It's going to get packed <laughs> with so many rides waiting for an hour. I didn't, never got that much of a good experience with Animal Kingdom. And I never spend the whole entire day doing every, almost every single ride at Animal Kingdom. And this last visit that I went to back in like the fall of 2020, I would say is the best experience. So that's overall my thoughts about all four of these Disney parks. What do you guys think about these? Do you agree? Do you not? Did I offend you? I apologize. And I gotta say, it's really well done with what they did with these parks so far. Some parts need work. And we don't know what's going to happen next. But we do know... That next week, we will be talking about Bush Gardens, my personal favorite. And stay tuned for next week, and we will see you again real soon. Thank you guys for listening, and be sure to visit these places because they are immersively beautiful. So once again, thank you all for watching, and we'll see you next week.